Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Songs That Saved Me. Today I sat down with Pete Shapiro from Relics Magazine, Headcount, The Brooklyn Bowl, Garcia's, The Capitol Theater. He's also the man behind Fare Thee Well, the 50th anniversary celebration shows of The Grateful Dead in 2015. And he's a one of the few good ones out there in the music industry, man. He's really, he's in it for the right reasons, and I think you can tell that in this interview. And I'm proud to call him a friend of mine. He talks about uh, three songs that, you know, have gotten him through the stress of the industry, got him into the industry in the first place. And he even sings a little bit for us, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, It's a really great interview, and I, I enjoyed talking with him. And I also just wanted to mention uh, that you can follow the podcast if you like what you're hearing on Instagram. It's at Songs That Saved Me. You can also check us out on our website, songsthatsavedme.com. And we just started a Patreon Patreon website. If, uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to contribute to it, um, you can go on to patreon.com slash me. You can uh, become a subscriber there. And uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Pete Shapiro. Well, um, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this with me with everything that's going on right now. I, I appreciate it for sure, man. Of course. Um, yeah. You were one of the first people I kind of thought of when I thought about doing this, uh, just because I thought your perspective would be so interesting because uh, so many people's sort of life-changing moments or big, profound, imp- impactful moments, seeing like live music have been brought to them by you. Uh, so I'd love to hear a couple of songs or a couple of times music's hit you in a big way. What was kind of the first uh, time? Well, it's funny when you asked me about it, um, told me the three songs, I, I actually inherently just went more to like, listening like the first song where they were not live things more yeah totally they don't have to be yeah yeah yeah. right no they weren't i mean it's naturally where um because i'm used to so many people like what are your favorite shows you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't really get the song but 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 i honestly when i was thinking about the first thing i remember like in early years of high school ninth tenth grade like being in a shower the first time i had like a a cassette player i think yeah. when it was dvd that i bring in listen that when i just started to listen to music in the shower which i still do mm-hmm. really you know, it's good yeah and actually during the whole fairly well craziness like the place i would escape to to kind of like believe again or like <laughs> renew energy and i need i need to do that too that's where i get renewed you know would be in the shower and i would listen to the grateful dead Mm-hmm. because I was de- and even what was interesting is I was dealing with this chaos related to the Grateful Dead and stress related to that all day you know <laughs> right. going into fairly well shows yeah but that would also that my escape would be the music of them in the that, shower and wow. my first memory of in the shower listening to music is actually the violent fence oh nice let's turn the sun yeah and I'm walking I strip my stuff <laughs> and I'm so strong out. I'm high as a kite. I just might stop to check you out. Anyway, to the song. Anyways, I used to sing that. I swear it's the first song 
And you know what's cool? The other day, a couple months ago, they came by and they did uh, they came to relics actually. I know, I saw it. Did they're, you really? They're, yeah, they're, I love them. Their new record is so good too. They're still killing it. Yeah, and they did shows with us, and like that was a big moment for me. Just the rally, been able to meet a lot of people, do shows with everyone. But like the Violent Femmes were at relics. <laughs> that was crazy, and I told them. The Blister and the Sun, like ninth, tenth grade. Yeah, so you were a massive song for me. Yeah, it was. It, it just that song, uh, that that chorus, um, was really powerful. And I don't know for some reason that's when I first started, just in the shower listening to music, and I just remember it really well. It was released. I'm just in '83. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I was like, so this, but but I really caught on to it more. Like, I think it was like eighty six, eighty seven, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Were you watching like MTV at the time too, like music videos and stuff like that, or you had just heard a it little? On- yeah, starting. Yeah, I came about. So I was born in seventy two, okay, and I graduated high school in ninety one, and so yeah, my shirt in eighty seven, eighty eight. You know, Yo MTV raps, Matt Pinfield, <laughs> you know. I loved Matt Pinfield. MTV News. Yeah, um, and yeah, and Serena Alshul, who I got to meet and get to know. I'm friendly with now, and that was like another cool thing. I, I was just telling. I spoke to John Popper last night. Mm-hmm. He's another one that, like, in high school. Late, that was probably latter years of high school, like ninety ninety one, and then early college ninety one ninety two. Like, I was in a blues traveler, and like when I then took over Wetlands. In 96, 97, I think I did the first show with Traveler. Mm-hmm. And just getting it would then work with someone like that. You know, that was right. me. That was, that was the coolest. And still to this day is one of the coolest memories. It's the first Blues Traveler show at Wetlands. Hanging yeah. out with Popper just a few years after they were like my high school. Like, got, like that's who I want. You know, run around. Yeah, how cool. How did you get into, for those that don't know, Wetlands was a club in the New York area that was sort of the hub of the jam scene early on, right? And uh, I was always curious, like, how you ended up taking over that place. Oh, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> I mean, you were a passionate music fan. Yeah, but it, it was a st- there's a story, mm-hmm. it really, like, that leads me to, like, talking to you now really it's been your line you know i went to a grateful dead show uh and really there's a specific i have like a march 11th 93 rosemont horizon story (laughs) you know and it was snowing and ken nordine they did spoken word and was like i'd seen the dead once before at giant stadium but the first time i was like in a special space one of my friends rosemont horizon i was in college in northwestern in chicago and I, it was really my first time, like really going there for the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And they did spoken word with Ken Nordine, and I somehow lost my friends and ended up in the parking lot. No, it's true. And it was snowing, <laughs> and it was in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside Chicago. And I saw these kids who were like, just like me, you know, not not young, like nineteen or twenty-one or twenty. Right. Not going back to college though that night. Not going home that night, but on the road. Yeah, you know, in the school yeah. bus, you yeah. know, drum circles, <laughs> like, 
clearly having a good time, but also like clearly searching out, looking for something that they just yeah. weren't getting at home. And um, I've stayed up. This, you know how you talk about like doors at a show and people line up, right? To get the first to get on the rail. Right. I was at doors for the library the next morning. I didn't really sleep that night, stayed up. I never seen that. Like all these kids drum circles and they were like light, similar to me, but different. Mm -hmm. And I was a film kid, really into documentary film stuff. And like, I was there when the library opened the next morning. I don't even know how I found my friends, by the way, to get back to school. <laughs> there was no cell phone. So I, yeah, right. I lost them. How did you find people? You know, I remember it's you funny to think notes yeah. at Will Call. I mean, you're young, so I don't know if you went to death. Like when you go on the road with the dead in the night, like you'd leave a note at Will Call, uh, handwritten. You know, they had really? a board. They did, oh, like tons gosh. of notes. Because you'd be like, hey, Billy, I'll meet you at Deer Creek. You oh, know, they hear a nice Whoa. Anyways, I made it back to college. I made it to the library at like 8 or 9 a.m. When the library opened, I was standing there because I wanted to, I started doing research on what like film stuff, documentary stuff had been done on this, like what I had just seen, this oh, wow. circus, this traveling circus, this, and it didn't really exist anywhere else, you know, in America then. And I don't think it's still, it doesn't today. No. There's nothing like you know, that. even like things that are close or, you know, dead co or fish. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's little, you know, when you go to a show, it's cool, but there's no full on circus. Dead co's got a little probably maybe in some of the lots, sure. but that was full on traveling circus. <laughs> and I went on the road like, uh, like two months later. Oh, really? Yeah. In a van with another film kid student who had a big video, a video camera. This is 93. So we could, like, you could have like a video camera is real big. Right. You know, on the your quality shoulder, was, like, was definitely less than your iPhone now. <laughs> like 85 times the size. And we rented, this was one mistake I learned. Like we rented a van, all white van, Econoline, Ford van, no windows, pulled right. into <laughs> Auburn, uh, the palace and I think Auburn Hills, Detroit. And like mm -hmm. we pulled into the lot in an all white van with no windows. And it was like DEA, DEA. And we were coming to shoot a documentary. <laughs> like pull out, park next door, go, 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 get out of here. Okay, go. <laughs> Phil, who is my partner. So we like, we learned don't park in the lot with your all white van <laughs> with no windows. If, especially if you're making a documentary about it. You want people to trust you. And that's life, man. You like, you learn the heart you learn as you do it totally and uh so i went on the road for a month doing a film about all the people on the road around the, the shows i know it's funny is i couldn't get into the shows i couldn't even get the band to talk because oh. i was just a kid which is then uh, i'll just bring it around and uh, hopefully people listening know a little bit about fairly well and, and justin kreutzman mm -hmm. i worked with for the dead 50 shows to do in between the sets you know uh music and video right for separate to do something and and right the audio became yeah. one of music that was emblematic evocative of the spirit of the dead but different yeah and he's like i know we're gonna call this neil Casal, and that's where circles around the sun comes up exactly in the video element right people don't really we don't talk about the video everyone knows the audio with circles and that took off and, and, and the video was like imagery. Some of it was like psychedelic stuff, animation, but some of it was documentary 
yeah. footage from the previous years of the dead. And I swear one day, probably standing where I am now, I'm at home pacing around. I was doing this with Justin late. Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, yo, I got this footage from summer 93. Like I spent a bunch of the shows backstage, hanging out with the band, hanging with Jerry, my dad, because he's Bill Kreutzman's son. So we had great access. And I'm like, yo, no, what? Like, I was out there summer 93 <laughs> shooting a dot. Like I was outside in the lot. And I couldn't get in. And, he, and he's like, I was, I was backstage and I was hanging out backstage with Jerry. So I didn't go out. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, dude, were you at like Deer Creek? And where were you? And he was like, yeah, I was at Deer Creek. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I have the footage outside in the lot. You've got the footage from the same show. Wow. inside so on fairly well or some of that circle stuff we showed there were scenes on the video going with circles that was going back and forth between justin kreutzman's footage from backstage wow. and then it would cut back and forth with my footage of the same show in the lot yeah. and cool how that was so we were two kids like each shooting <laughs> our part for something that would come yeah. more than 20 years later, the dead's yeah. 50th, the official thing. I wasn't even allowed. And and it <laughs> ended up going, isn't that cool? They went so well together. He had so, the inside I had. Isn't that cool? And we so many of those moments in that Grateful Dead world. It's like it's undeniable the magic that surrounds that scene. It's crazy. But that is the grateful. I mean, we got a little yeah. bit away from the violent thumbs there. Yeah, no, but totally. That is the spirit of the dead right there. And I guess that you said three songs. Yeah, you know when I think of a song from the dead, I just early like when I my first song mm -hmm. that I really loved of the dead would be just Sugar Mags. Yeah, you know it's just listen, it's the entry point song probably for a lot of people. Totally. It's actually interesting if you kind of said it to people, what was your first song by the Grateful Dead that turned you on? Obviously, Ripple Be a Blood or Uncle John. Mm -hmm. But I'll bet if you did like a, a quiz, Sugar Mags would be a lot because yeah. it's got that upbeat, like summer esque. And that's totally. one reason, like, my love for the dead, right, with summer esque and doing the film, going on the road. Mm. I spent a month on the road, all those outdoor shows. You know, it's one of the ideas of Fairly Well was like to go out, was to go real bit, you know, part of the dead experience for me, look at where I got turned on in a lot, Rosemont Horizon. Like, right. it was about the lot. It was about the scene. It was about right. the circus. Right. And that's one reason I wanted to go Fairly Well, uh, fairly well to Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that was like an epitome of like summer, right? Sugar Mac, outdoors, yeah. big scale, Soldier Field pretty much madness in a lot in the city that was like an urban lot but better than just like some of the suburban like or like rosemont was cool but like you couldn't then walk into the city the, the soldier field right. one you're right cool. there. it's near the park yeah you know grand park you were right there i think that was cool for fairly people could walk you know i remember just in 93 mm -hmm. being there and i have footage and actually this that whole film if anyone wanted to watch, you can go you just do in miles to go and it's on YouTube or Relics. Miles to go? And Miles to go. That's and, the documentary thing. Cool. Yeah, and Miles to go. That's how I met Keezy and Leary. And that's how I actually, <laughs> it's from the film that I ended up being able to take over Wetlands. Right. 
which is where we started, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Larry Block in 96 was like, I'm fry. He started it in 89 mm-hmm. to be kind of a home for the scene in New York City. And he, he is pre-internet in 89 and then 99 right. to So you, if you wanted to host a meeting for like, and he was big into activism, that's part of his musical experience and Grateful Dead Spirit is right consciousness. So Rainforest Action Network or Amnesty International and there's pre-internet, it's pre-internet. Where do you meet if you're those groups? And Larry came up with this concept of both educating people to show with pamphlets and how using the venue pre-show as a space Oh, that like wow. organizations could use to have people meet. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he saw the film in Miles to Go. And uh, I was going, I was going around in Miles to Go that whole night, like March 11th, hits lots of things. Because after Garcia passed away, I was like showing the film at some colleges. I was a kid. I was like 23, <laughs> and I went. I swear with a dead cover band. We showed this film, right? people go, you know, and I got King Keezy in it and Leary, everyone but the band, right? Mm-hmm. It was all about being on the road. And then a dead cover band would play After Dark. And then Marty, uh, the bass player, who's really from Tiberius, but was sitting in, Marty Bostoff one night's like, hey, dude, like, you should take over Wetlands. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, what? what? I'd only been, I'd been to a Merle Saunders show once before. I wasn't early. I'd only been there once. He's like, yeah. Larry Block, who owns it, is like gonna close unless he can find someone who he feels comfortable will with will that will continue the club in like the same spirit and host those meetings and like I was like wow so I remember when it was this is like early '96 the winter like January February or December '95 Garcia passed in August '95 and I had made this film so without Garcia. The film maybe was more, you know, I got asked to show it in the band. And and I, I all of a sudden, I'm meeting Larry Block. I'm like, wow, yeah, I knew how important that scene was, the dead mm-hmm. scene. And it, it would seek out new places to go. Unfortunately, it sounds almost like a fucking virus. Um, <laughs> but it was a good one. A, a good, good vibe. One. Yeah, People exactly. seeking, needing, just like what your shows needing to be lifted. Yes, yeah. And I knew, I just had a feeling it would splinter out into like then everyone went to dead shows and mm-hmm. and and uh but it would splinter into like because the dead were the great american bands right you you know all the some of it's jazz some of it's southern rock some yeah. of it's a little bit of americana some of it's more dylan-esque folk right some of it's bluegrass like a bunch of it you know yeah. and so it would splinter out and some of it's almost a little electronic so like the whole jam band scene comes out of really garcia's passing Mm-hmm. And then that huge amount of people that love that kind of spirit and music and improvisational you know, vibe and we're in, in all these kind of blues based instrumental, you know, poetry, right. You know, exactly. it would not yeah. just go away and be like, Oh, now we're into pop or hip hop, <laughs> but, but we go into for jazz, Medeski, Martin and Wood and logic mm-hmm. early on. In bluegrass, maybe more string cheese, mm-hmm. and the electronics of the biscuits and the sound tribes and the southern side, the the government mules, and Americana, the Moes, kind mm-hmm. of a little bit, and then the and then there's Jamin 2.0 and more Prague with Umfries. Right. Uh, God Street was there early on. Traveler, more blue bass, was there. Fish, more real. 
was very light and fun and but mm-hmm. super uh improvisational moments so so it split up yeah widespread also in a and i knew that would and that's why i was really interested in the wetlands opportunity because i was like this is going to need a home <laughs> and uh and larry saw the film and so the film right so that night march 11th leads to me going out and making the film and the film I wouldn't have been able to take over wetlands. He kind of like gave it to me and I paid him over time. If Larry hadn't seen the film <laughs> and believed I could, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Right. And then the film, then I have wetlands, which then leads to kind of where I am today, meeting all the bands and right. stuff and then leading the, you know, doing the jammies and then Brooklyn bowl, which leads to the cap and then fairly what, you know, so it's a line. Totally. You know, but uh, sugar magnolias. Sugar, I love it. I love it. So, so we got the Violent Femmes. We got a dead tune. Um, what about a a third song? What's the what's the a third one that came to mind for you? Um, around this time, you know, I'm going back to college. You know, I do I do in miles to go mm-hmm. in my between my sophomore and junior year. It was cool. Uh, I tell kids who I work with today, I always try to get a student, you know, interns who are still in college, always try to get a student project. Yeah. Credit. That's how I did that film. And then, so I then went forth and uh, made another after I graduated film. And it was with Fish that senior year. I was at a party and I heard you enjoy myself. You know, the first, and, and I knew right away that first like seven minute, which is all instrumental, mm-hmm. before the first lyric, boy, you know, <laughs> man, you know, that doesn't start till like seven minutes in. So the whole instrumental open, I could see at a party when I, in my head, I remember at my senior year, this is 95, mm-hmm. I could see the imagery of America I was reading on the road. <laughs> and uh, thinking Neil Cassidy and Kerouac and, and right. right and dead. And I'm making that on the, the film about the people who are trying to live that life in the 90s, the young people searching to be on the traveling circus or traveling across America, like going on dead tour enabled you to be in the car. Yeah. Enabled you to be your own version, a little bit of Neil Cassidy, maybe not a bus going wild. But yeah, <laughs> that was similar stuff. Yeah. So I then I came up with this thought to make a film, which called American Road, that would use "You Enjoy Myself" as the instrumental that I would drive to every state in the country, to forty-eight continental states. Mm-hmm. I drove to them in thirty days, <laughs> fourteen thousand miles. Which you can do the math. It's a lot of driving. With again, one other person in a fuck in a white van. <laughs> This time, not going to dead lot. Yeah. This time, we shot on film, not video. Uh-huh. And I made a seven-minute film with imagery of all across the country as a linear trip, starting at Nectar's in Vermont, Whoa. and then going through New England, New York, the Southeast, Deep South, then West, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Texas, Southwest, there's a, up the West Coast from Southern California up through Seattle. Mm-hmm then back east touching every state and set to you enjoy myself the first seven minutes which is a song still today if i hear it it takes you back there takes me yeah it's funny my songs all tie into play like visual 
exploration yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the power of music, you know. That's yeah, crazy. it's where I'm happiest, and that thing you can see too. If anyone's lit, you know, American Road. Yeah, uh, just on YouTube, they can find both of these on YouTube. Yeah, and Miles to Go. If you Google Peter Pira Miles to Go, or I'm sure American Road. Peach Shapiro or whatever, it, the each will pop up. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check him out for sure. I didn't I didn't know about him myself. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm stoked. There's man. a lot going on. There sure is. Um, man, I can't I can't thank you enough for joining me and and for everything that you do for, I mean, all the musicians in this circle. Um, you're you're a real beacon of light for a lot of people in in an industry where there's there's not a lot of it. So, um. Thank you, big time, brother. You too. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for yeah keeping the music going. You know, yeah. watching you play those songs, <laughs> it gives me a lot. You know, that puts me in a good place. Right on, man. I so thank you, and keep doing it. And that's why, you know, now it'll be even more important. Hope we'll see what it all looks like. You know, yeah. after this, and hopefully it will come back. And that's what I'm focused. We're gonna do our best to, because we all need it. You know, we all people need, need to hear it, and we need to help everyone needs to do their part whatever role they're in yeah yeah and this community will make it happen i know it i feel it so all right man thanks again i'll, I'll talk to you soon okay peace